you. Are now sorry about this. About to witness the awesome crushing might. My throat's fucked up too. Oh, my tongue, my throat, the perils. The you. G S Robinson <laughs> show out about stop <laughs> Welcome my friends to a show that seemingly sort of possibly never ends. B, four, eight, Eugene S. Robinson, showstopper. Topic on hand today, Ozzy Confidential debuts tomorrow, baby. Street Hassles, a man in my position. Almost getting to a dust up with four guys in the mission. Insane, yes, I say so too. And my UFC dreams for the fight coming up this next weekend. But first, Stigmata from Calling of the Just, a record still available from Revelation Records online. Based in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer. Bob Riley singing the words that say it all. Intro, all of nothing. You should buy the whole rest of the record because it sounds great. And then I got to get the, the mic out. But listen well. Listen. Learn. But I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and forth, always nothing. Anyway, anyway, my fans. Uh, uh, so let, let, let's get straight to it. I'm going to put the mic in. Courtesy, Aroma Raider. Yeah, that's right. Membership has its privileges, bro. Um, he will be there January 29th at the chapel, San Francisco, watching the Oxbow show. He and his father, first class seats. Because you fly with me, baby. You fly first class. I think that's working right. Uh, if there's a problem, of course, hearing me, uh, let me know via uh, uh, DM, Twitter, or whatever. I got the phone next to me. We'll have the question and answer session. And I I'm not going to spend a whole hell of a lot of time talking about Ozzy Confidential because it speaks for itself. For for, for those of you who, who might be sitting around thinking right now, hey, you know what? Like when I was at that uh, at that Oxbow was doing that show at that leather bar, and uh, our drummer is sitting next to this guy who's all decked out, assless chaps, leather, and I'm on stage, you know, singing my fucking heart out. Take a shirt off, the guy kind of looks and take my vest off and take my pants off and 
this is at a gay leather bar. Uh, I take my underwear off, put my shot, got sock shoes, just underwear. I'm on stage. The guy's outraged, slams his drink down at desk. He's talking to my drummer, my drummer's uh, uh, wife. It says, I had about enough of this guy. Stands up and walks out. That's the kind of guy I am. I can clear a gay bar. I got to tell you. So you might be sitting at home thinking, why the fuck would I possibly want more Eugene S. Robinson in my life? But that's not the point. Ozzy Confidential is one of the few first offerings that, if I did it, is about kerfuffles in the MMA world. Commentating. If the shoes fit, kerfuffles in the outside world. Commentate. Care, don't care. Slave to UFC. I did one with Steph uh, just now. It's going to uh, debut on Tuesday. If you know Care, Don't Care, the Care, Don't Care preview, you're familiar with it via via, via Bloody Elbow. Knuckle up, and now the uh, Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. I keep threat, threatening to have guests on Knuckle Up. I actually had guests, but as I switched and they switched and they used Hangouts instead, it just got to be harder. I, the only person I've had on the show thus far has been Kasha, Kid Nate, and I'm talking about specifically the show Stomper. The brand differentiator between this and Aussie Confidential is Aussie Confidential actually has me talking to people. But not just talking to people. You know, we all do. You know, the Japanese do something very interesting. They have this whole line of porn where it's called stop time porn. And yes, I know this because I used to run a porn site. So these are things, the industry you pay attention to, where the premise is the, 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 the identified male character can freeze time. You know, a woman is there with her baby on the stroller. Yeah, in one instance, you had a baby in the stroller and she's kind of, you know, oh, you know, kind of playing with the baby and bent over and he... And this guy, Japanese delivery man, is looking, stops time, and everybody in the frame in the frame phrases in, in the frame freezes. And then of course, then he begins having sex with a woman. The sex ends, and then it goes back to the scene. I mean, it, there are not too many ways that you like Al Goldstein once said in an interview that I did with him, not too many ways to reinvent something that we've been doing for thousands of years and make it interesting. But that was sort of an interesting premise. You know, there was that Nicolas Cage movie where they had the the, the, the remote control, or was it Adam Sandler? And who can tell a difference where you could stop time and time stops and you you know you could do whatever you wanted. So the differential is, and how I compare this to Japanese porn, is that if you're watching TV, if you're listening to a podcast, a news interview, I don't know how many times you've been listening to Terry Gross and she, she asked exactly the wrong question, exactly the question you would not ask. And you're screaming at the radio as you drive along. I live in California, so I'm a lot of times commuting. And I'm screaming, ask him about the thing, the thing, the thing. Oh, somebody's tweeting me here. Uh, Yeah, okay. The movie was called Click, and it was Adam Sandler. Thank you. And so I'm screaming, why don't you say, what what are you saving their fucking feelings for? What do you say? Just ask. Well, Ozzy Confidential is one of the ones where you just ask. Why? Why not? You got to understand, if you read the fight book, Fighter, Everything Everyone Knows About Asking for Asking for Asking, that I put out, still available cheap now on Amazon. 
you realize there's a section in the book where I go, what are they going to do? That's always my default at this point. What are they going to do? What are they going to get up in the middle of the interview and walk out? Okay, go ahead. I got the first part. What are you going to do? I'm asking the uncomfortable question. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable, that's your fault. But you knew what the job was when you took it. So we got seven in the bag. Some of the stuff I've been darkly alluding to over the past year, because, you know, I started this a year ago and it took about a year for them to realize the fuck is Eugene doing? What? That, what, where, what who? What, what? So Ozzy Confidential, ozy.com slash confidential. I'm not going to spell that out for you. You can look it up. Confidential. It's on, yes, there's an RSS feed. For those of you asked, yes, it'll be on Ozzy's YouTube channel. Uh, yes, Apple, iTunes. Yes, Stitcher. Yes, Himalaya. Yes, SoundCloud. Any place you get your podcast. You can, if you go to ozzy.com slash uh, confidential, you can subscribe. You should subscribe. If you remember the end of the year rush, to get the the the, the Twitter account the, the the followers up and Instagram, they tied twenty five percent of my raise into that. Let me tell you, let me tell you, a raise is good. Having a job is better. My livelihood, fucking totally, is dependent upon people subscribing to this. At this point, that's it. I made bold claims. It's like it's like Rumpelstiltskin, like the Queen and Rumpelstiltskin. Like her father goes, oh, my daughter's fantastic. She can turn straw into gold. The fuck, I can't do that? Well, I made claims like that. You got to understand, that's how I got the fight book done. They said, oh, you got any books you're working on? I go, yeah, 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 I got a book I'm working on. Good, can you send me 50 pages of it? Oh, yeah, 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 what's it on? Oh, uh, fighting. Uh, okay, well, send the guy 50 pages. Well, send me 50 more. Oh, God, 50 more, got to write. You can bullshit. You can bullshit your way into genius stuff. I have had people. A friend of mine is a surgeon. I won't mention his name. When he's in residency, a doctor goes, "Hey, let's do this uh, operation on somebody." You've done that before, right? He's like, "Ah, yeah, 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 I've done it before." He starts operating on this old lady. The other doctor goes, "What the hell are you doing? You don't start with that. You start with this." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Faked his way through the whole thing. Stay out of hospitals is his enduring words to me. At the end, the woman was like, oh, doctor, you're oh, good. You saved my life. He was like, hey, you have no idea how close you came to the precipice. This is that. I put everything. I put everything on black. Everything on black. So Ozzy Confidential, uh, uh, OZY.com slash confidential. Subscribe. The difference is this is unbridled. I'm in my underwear. I'm about to talk about street fights. Uh I'm unwashed as well. I trained and didn't get clean. It's all right. And I can say fuck, 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 fuck as much as I want on this show. Ozzy Confidential is a cleaned up version. The, the second one, the, we're releasing one and two tomorrow. So one and two tomorrow. The second one is me going into greater detail about my personal experience with, uh, with performance enhancing drugs, steroids. For those of you who listen to this show and listen to Knuckle Up, you might be bored by the second one because, <laughs> because I think I've told you more than I tell on the podcast because it's got a bigger audience. I got to stay employable. I got to get a place to eat. My kids have to have friends, you know. But the first one is Max Moore, guy wandering around uh, L.A. with a gun in his mouth, mm, served multiple combat tours of duty, 
as a, a combat medic, Navy Corps man, uh, as well as an intelligence officer, and goes deep, 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 deep into how he rescued himself from shooting his, blowing his brains out. And then the third one is about the PhD uh, uh, woman, uh, world-renowned PhD Nietzsche scholar, you know, beauty queen, Swedish royal, and crack whore. So that's not this week. That'll be next week. We got shit like that every week. So sign up for Ozzy Confidential. It'll be well worth your while. It's hard for me to believe that after all this time, you know, Albini once said to me, things that are often orphaned often stay orphaned. And, uh, you know, nobody told me no. So I just kept working on it and working on it. And finally they realized, oh, yeah, hey, dude's here. So Ozzy Confidential, ozy.com uh, slash confidential. If you go to that page now, the subscribe page, I think there's you can see the, the video clip of me actually doing a hundred yard dash on the, on, uh, down where they work on, uh, down where they work on crypt my 1965 Chevy. Well, we don't use it. We drive an El Camino. The guy almost killed us. It was a great piece of film in a little video. And then they actually, because Facebook nicks the video because it was fucking like R rated. We, we did, we edited something together with puppies and cats, <laughs> which is like, eh, Zuckerberg, you fucking cheese eating prick you so anyway that's the extent ozzy confidential slightly sanitized version of this but i got guests and the guests are cool and as usual in reality if there's a story it drives me fucking crazy it's happened to me twice in the last three months where people were actually my friend in london and somebody here in the bay area were actually sitting on cool stories and they never thought to tell me about it Dude who just who just texted me about the uh, or who just t- uh, tweeted me about the uh, about the Adam Sandler movie, he came to me with a fucking story that we made into a video that got me in very strange places about the the uh, uh, um, um, the Gemini twins, uh, the mafia murderers. So I know everybody listening. You got fuck man. Somebody should talk to that cat. Somebody should talk to that guy. You know. Uh, Rogan's thing is Rogan's thing. At this point now, I'm 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 trying to do fundamentally. I can't do a three hour show. They won't let me do it. But I think anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour, I, I can get away with. But if there's somebody interesting that you run into, fuck it. And nobody's talked to him before. It's not like oh, the guy's always on NBC, and I don't want that. Nobody's talked. Let me know. Let me know. Hey, you could be part of a podcast. Like that's something. At least you won't be here with me in my underwear. Anyway, so uh, now let's get to the street hassle. If you remember, in the fight book, that wasn't too bad. How long? What did I spend? That's fifteen minutes on Aussie Confidential. So if you remember in the fight book, goddamn it, friend, I say if you're likely to get street hassled, it'll happen. It'll, you maximize your chances in three different occasions. If you are dressed nicely, if you are in a hurry, and if you are in a couple, if though if if you're if you're doing all three of those things at the same time, people will fuck with you on the street because they know you don't have the time, right? You, any number of occasions I've been in that position in New York, I take the girl where she's going to the subway or to her house, get her home, and I come back, and then I have at the guys. So you got something to say now? And they don't have anything to say at that point, right? 
So in general, I, I trained with this this uh, 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 Ukrainian cat, fucking white belt, but strong as fuck. He says he's only using kettlebells. All right. He's, kettlebells and those rubber band things like Dr. Jagish puts out, X5 or something. It's like, I, I, incredibly fucking strong. In any case, he go, he's into surfing as well for, for God knows what reason. And he's sitting out there on the waves and there's a problem, right? With people from the Valley going to Santa Cruz, Capitola, taking up the waves. It, it seems like an infinite resource, but the spot where the waves break, where it's nice to surf, the best surfing spots are not. So there's some kind of fucking aggressive or blatant localism involved. There are guys coming up out of the surf, punching, punching each other in the face. People coming back, finding their car tires slashed, the whole bit. It's a scene. You know, if, if Daryl Dragon's brother was in the surf punks, and for me at the, in the late 70s, I'd hear that, and I was going, man, that's kind of, my surf, my beach, my waves, go home. I thought it was a fucking joke. I was thinking of the Beach Boys. No, people are duking it out. He's sitting out there on his board. Dude's about 205, 210. Stronger than fuck. You know, not jujitsu is not great, but who's who's is? And he's sitting there on the board, and some guy kind of paddles over to him and goes, you don't belong here. And I'm like, he's telling me this story, and I'm getting on edge. And I go, what did you say? He goes, I just laughed. Then paddled and kept on going. He goes, what was the point of doing anything else? I was like, yeah, yeah. I got to adopt that attitude, man. I got to. And he says, you know where I got that attitude from? Uh, I was friends with a Russian guy. He was at a bar drinking, having a good time. Something happens. Some girl, a fight breaks out. Boom. He punches a guy in the face. The guy falls back, hits his head on the ground, fucking dies. That's a drag. Well, you know, guy goes to jail for, for eight fucking years. Jesus Christ, for the prison for eight years for that? He had a shitty lawyer, man. I'm not going to prison for eight years for a fucking bar fight. He goes, it can happen. That's the point. And I go, yeah, yeah, I know somebody who I'm trying to get on the upcoming uh, edition of Ozzy Confidential. And, and he, his girlfriend, sister was being beaten up by her boyfriend. She goes, oh, my God, I got to go save my sister. She's got to get out of here. The guy's holding her hostage. He, he runs over. He's a small guy. And the, 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 the uh, abuser, the wife abuser, is a very large guy. And they come to the door and they go, look, we just want to get her stuff out. He goes, what the fuck are you going to do? And he starts running, swinging at, at, at my friend. And my friend pulls out a knife. He's just like, step back, get the fuck back, let her out. The guy like trips, falls on the fucking knife and dies. My dude calls the cops and goes, look, this guy was attacking us. He found the, had to go to court. And so what happened when he goes to court? They say, well, what, what happened then? And they just reconstruct the whole story. As well, I grab my keys, my wallet, my knife. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get your keys and all your wife. Yeah. Your wallet and your knife. Yeah. What do you use your keys for? Well, I use my keys to unlock and to lock my door. And the wallet? Well, you know, I was driving, so I wanted to have my license. And the knife? Well, I... Six years in fucking prison. So the guy, he's saying conflict avoidance, conflict avoidance. Everybody's preaching conflict avoidance. Everybody's talking to me about conflict avoidance. I'm trying. I'm 56 fucking years old. I'm trying to proceed. I, I do. I'm generally a fairly calm guy. Got a sunny disposition. 
So we're walking through the mission last night. Me, my hot wife, right? And the mission is, I love the mission because it reminds me of uh, New York, uh, 42nd Street in the 70s. You know, it's um, it's still a little gentrified, but they're still like along the periphery, which is where we were. It's still kind of fucking gamey, like 16th Street right at the BART turnout, right? Lots of heroin, open air, hand-to-hand drug sales, the whole fucking bit, right? And like, and there's some cats and... And, you know, race is one of the things that bores me the most. Absolutely bores me. America's obsession with it. I do not give a fuck. We covered it on old shows. It's fundamentally about genetic access to future generations. And I don't give a fuck. And the paranoia. We, we Go back to the race show of a few shows ago if you need to hear it. But I'm going to identify them because it'll help you in this instance. So three African-American gentlemen and a Latino gentleman are lined up on the wall. Let's say this is the Latino guy, and these are African-American guys. And these guys have like kente cloth and like rain sticks, and they're incense and shit, you know, and they've got a blanket on the ground, and they've got some stuff on the blanket. And it's like pretty compelling stuff, like sort of like the apocalypse is coming. They're not black Hebrews, you know, like you see in New York City who are completely out of their fucking minds. Separate from black Hebrews, like real black Hebrews, the Ethiopian, you know, Hebrews are, are actually black people who are Jews, separate. But the ones in New York, if you know what I'm talking about, are absolutely insane. So these guys have shit about the apocalypse. And and I'm not even I'm not even vibing on these guys. I'm just walking along with my wife, enjoying the Sunday afternoon. I had a show last night. That's why my voice is hoarse. Uh, it was uh, they're having the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Comedians from all over the world are coming here in San Francisco, and uh, I did. A, I got the Red Room Orchestra asked me to uh, sing part of the soundtrack from the Big Lebowski. So that's where I was going. That's where we were going. Their picture, I put a picture up. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you've seen the picture of me in the white suit with the orchestra, uh, Mark Capel, the orchestra director. He's also wearing a white suit. So we're walking along and, uh, and uh, let's, so four cats, let's go back here. Four cats on the wall, Latino cat here. And it gets quiet, right? It gets quiet as we're walking by. Now, you know, my wife is attractive. Um, and, and so I, I'm expecting a commentary of sorts. But it's been so long since I've got street hassle. Typically, I, I would expect the commentary might be like, all right, go ahead. Or can, I, can you spare a quarter? Or can I interest you in the good news? Or do you have a minute? We want to tell you about the coming apocalypse or some sort of thing like that. We're not walking by particularly fast. But we're dressed, well, she's dressed nicely. I'm wearing that fucking tracksuit. We're in a couple. We're not walking super fast, but we're not strolling. You know, we got to get to the club. And as, so now I'm, we're walking and it gets quiet. So now I'm waiting. I'm thinking it's going to be something complimentary, but I'm fucking waiting. I'm talking to her, but I got an ear out, right? because I grew up in the fucking city. 
And so then as we as we were at guy number three, I hear the Latino cat say, look at this guy. How many fucking times have I said that? How many times? But usually I'm saying it to my friends, you know, it's a, it, the comment, look at this fucking prick over there dancing with the, you know, it's, it's some kind, I'm not, it's shared amongst ourselves. But I'm guessing based on the tone and the timbre that the guy expected that I was close enough where maybe I could hear it. It's San Francisco, man. People get away with all kinds of shit. I'm not a San Franciscan. So now we're here at about number three, and he says, look at this guy, right? So I'm at, I'm now I'm, I'm like tuned, I'm dialed in. And so by the time I am my thumb, if he's not that thumb, this thumb. So now I'm at guy number three. He goes, look at, for those of you listening on uh, just on SoundCloud, I'm holding up my hand like I'm pledging allegiance or something. And the four fingers represent the four guys on the wall and my thumb represents me. So I'm now at guy number four, just about to get out the earshot and they and the Latino cat on the far end says, says, I, I can't even remember because, because the speed with which I went from zero to 60 is something that ties into the second episode of Ozzy Confidential, probably my past steroid use, right? You know, your adrenal glands sit at the top of your kidneys and they have, when you get fight or flight, you know, it squeezes adrenaline into your kidneys, it gets metabolized in your system and you have this burst of energy. It's fast, but the tubes that carry the adrenaline from your adrenal glands into your kidneys get distended when you use steroids or abuse them. So it's not that you get angry more often, but then when you do, it tends to be, ah. So he says, look at this, look at, look at this, look at this guy. All right. And as I get right to the fourth guy, dude says, you should love your own people. And that was fucking it. You know, I stop. Keep in mind, my wonderful Polish wife is just like, not even hearing it, not paying attention, not giving a shit, focused on the conversation we're having on the day. And I stop and I turn around. I said, are you talking to me? Jesus Christ. It's like right out of the fucking movie, right? But I get super articulate when I get really angry like this. And the guy goes, well, I go, I said, are you fucking talking to me? Because it sounds like you're talking to me. And if you're talking to me, my advice would be that talking to strangers could be hazardous to your health specifically. And then, you know, I mean, the degree and the level and the intensity of the anger, boom. So um, so now these two guys, they go D&D. They go deaf and dumb. It's like, I got no dog in this hunt. Fuck it, bro. They're not even seeming like they're going to fucking jump in when the shit. So I start edging back to the guy and they start jawing with me. And uh, 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 Black Cat here, the one with the rain stick, is like, hey, man, we're just all about love. I go, I don't like your love. I don't like your love. You want love from me? You want my kind of love? I'm glad to give you my kind of love. You let me know when you're ready for my kind of love. And the guy's like, well, I just, I don't know, would you, the, the, the Latino cat on the end, and and it, so the Latino cat and the black cat are still still John, and then I finally, I, I make my move. 
I say to the black guy, you should note with great carefulness that my conversation is not directed toward you. My conversation is directed toward the man who spoke to me opening a door. And the guy goes, well, what kind of door? I go, a door of perception. And what you are about to perceive is something that you could have just stepped around. This goes on. People are trying to like, you know, got, that's it. The world has winnowed down to this very small, quick, there's nothing else for me. I mean, I'm vaguely aware. And, and my wife, of course, has seen me this way before, knows, Eugene, stop, stop. No, doesn't work. Pulling me away. Doesn't work. Baby, come. Bu- 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 bu. You just got to back the play. Trust that I'm going to do the right thing and back the fucking play. That's the only move. Just stand there. So we jaw back and forth. And finally, I, I say, if you think I'm one of those guys who's just trying to talk this out, you're fucking wrong. So let me tell you what's going to happen. This is what I, this is, was my fathering thing. I used it when I was a father, I would say, let me explain to you what's about to happen in your immediate future. If you're not done finished talking to me about some shit that has got no bearing because we don't know each other. Under normal circumstances, I would have just turned around and come back to you and taken you down. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I'm trying to change. So if you have anything else to say to me before I hurt you, say it. And the guy fucking dummies up and I go, I thought so. Have a nice evening. And fucking turn around and keep on going. And she says to me as we're walking along, she goes, oh, that was fucking a little crazy. Well, not, not that I, I was crazy, but it was a crazy, you know, it was a crazy uh, series of circumstances and events. I, what happened? And I said, did you hear him? She goes, no, no, I didn't hear anything you said. And when I told him what she said, she didn't even hear, she didn't hear the nuance inside of it. And I said, you know what this was? He was the youngest guy in the group. He was probably about 28, 27, about uh, six feet tall, about 170 pounds. So he sees me walking along with, you know, hot wife, 34, doesn't know we're married. She's dressed really nicely. I'm wearing a fucking track suit. And in his head, he's like, Fuck that bummy fuck. Look at him with that hot bitch. Fuck him. I clearly, clearly she's got jungle fever. Fuck him. Well, or, or he's got money. Fuck him. I'm standing on the street corner. The most hurtful thing I could have done is stop and say, say, how are the how how are the pamphlet sales going? Are you actually paying your rent on those pamphlet sales? Is that actually working for you? How does it feel? To know that in six months, to 12 months, three years, that your life will be a series of encounters with strangers who don't care whether you live or die. How does that feel? 
No, I've got a radio show. I'm, I'm, I'm inquiring because maybe I'd like to have you on the radio so you could explain to me, we could analyze the nature of your personal failures for the listening enjoyment of others. But I wasn't about being mean. This was immediate. But I'm not a lunatic because I got like the guys around me, right? Like who grabbed the wallet, the keys, and the knife. I deliberated. A very quick deliberation. I take a left or right. We're at a fork in the road. And I went with, instead of the personal quiet excoriation, that was that was that was option A. Option B was New York City 1979. Just turn back around, walk up to the guy and drop him. You spoke to me. I don't know you, so you gotta know where this is coming from. And option C was the one that I talk about in the fight book, the philosophical thing. You've got some point you're trying to make about fucking race mixing. And you gotta know that shit never works on me. Ever, never has, never will. Don't give a fuck. In my life, during the course of my life, date who I wanna date, fuck who I wanna fuck, it's got nothing to do with you. Unless you're on the end of my penis, on either end of my penis, it's got nothing to do with you. I'm sure you might not like it for whatever reason. You know what? Why don't you introduce me to your mother? Don't care, will not care. Well, and I've got, nobody's giving, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking, you know, I've been in, I've been, I've been walking around in Japan, Tokyo, walking around with a friend and. And uh, oh, these businessmen come out and they're like calling her in Japanese, a big dick lover and stuff like that. So, hey, I'm in Tokyo. I'll fuck you up. Rudeness begets rudeness. And, you know, talking to one of my incel cats last night and he's like, yeah, Eugene, you don't understand. You go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's cover a little bit of history right here. You are talking to a guy who used to live in a fucking van, okay? Every single woman that I met between 1980 and 1984 who wasn't directly into punk rock looked at me like like uh, Biz Marquis says in that song, uh, uh, The Vapors, like a wet food stamp. They thought it was some kind of weird anomaly that a guy like me got in the Stanford because I was clearly insane and not likely to fulfill anybody's dreams vis-a-vis, you know, the creature comforts of modern suburban living, homes, cars, and jobs, say. So all these women that dumped me during those times for the, the more profitable uh, option ended up, you know, some subsequently... Look, that's not the point where they ended up. Well, the point is, you know, I had, I had, I had, I had, you know, genetic, you know, genetic potential is one thing. Yeah, he's tall and handsome and funny and smart, but he's crazy and broke. Not likely to fulfill my dreams. I don't want to be 40 years old living in a van with him. Agreed. I didn't want to be 40 years old living in a van. Strangely enough, when I was 40 years old, I was not living in a van, but I had a van. It's my hedge against inflation, my van. 
I don't have a van anymore. I, I dream about vans. I'd like to have one. This is my get fucked vehicle. It's it. A, a van and a boat. That's what I needed for a pot for the apocalypse. But I just don't care. It's like when I was cold, shivering in that 1962 Ford Econoline super van with a blanket I'd stolen from somebody's goodwill leavings. Where were you? Where were you? You who want to comment on my dating choices, where the fuck were you? Male or female, where were you? When I was breaking into food lockers and stealing things in the dark and I got home and I got a gallon of, 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 of relish and had to eat that to live. Because I went to Stanford, it was like I was tiptoeing through the tulips and hanging out at the poolside. You know, most people duck when they, the alumni, they call up, they try to borrow money. I don't. I don't. I run this same speech that I'm giving you when they call up. Oh, we're calling from, from the Stanford Alumni Association. We wonder if you might make a donation. Donation. Let me tell you about life between 1980 and 84 in Stanford, California. And by the time I get to living in the van, sometimes I don't even have to continue, but sometimes I go, I would rather see you die with your fucking heart aflame than for me to give you a nickel. What would I be? You'd be, I'd be, we'd be helping somebody as unfortunate as you to, I go, yeah, yeah, well, let them go to Columbia or Harvard. They'd be better off. And then they hung up. They stopped calling me. <laughs> they actually stopped calling. I'm really sort of sad. I want to change my number and resubmit it. So they call me again. But I'm not likely to yield to any of these social pressures. So I get the wife back to the club. Unbeknownst to her, I'm thinking of going back. Like they say in Clockwork Orange, because I'm all razrez. And right then I get a text from Sorrell. He's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna get out, I gotta get back to the car. I'm gonna go. And he's like, what the fuck? Don't be fucking stupid. Don't be fucking stupid. Don't do this. And then I realized, like, oh, God damn it. Why did, why did I tell him? You know, getting a black belt is not just about the techniques. It's about character. It's a character issue. This guy's not going to give a black belt to a guy who's punching people in the face on the street. I shouldn't have told him anything and just punch a guy in the face on the street. So that's the end of the story. But it was just interesting to me that race becomes this kind of convenient vehicle for the expression of, you know, your fucking genetic pa panic. This guy standing on the street, and yeah, the truth, the option A would have been much more hurtful because it was much more truthful. But I didn't, I don't want to get into the finer points of it with him. What I wanted to do was say, when you open a door, not only do you see me, but I see you. And that might not be a door you want to open. Do I look like a fucking punk? Do I look like somebody you're going to fucking steal on and you just got, what? Do you think, do you think that four of you could fucking take me? Because I guarantee you, you cannot. I've been in a position before. Five, I got to draw the line. <laughs> That's a little tougher. Four, you can fucking handle. So that, 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 that was the end of the story. Now, this ties in 
in a weird way, this ties into the UFC. We've got uh, uh, Sejudo and uh, 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 Dillashaw. Uh, I don't know why nobody's called him Dildo Shaw. It seems like it's aching for it, but I like the guy enough, so I'm not going to be the first to suggest it like Sage North, but what? Sage North, but what? Sage North, but who I feel sorry for now. But I guess I shouldn't. He's doing fine maybe in at one or wherever he's going to go continue his fight career. But in the in the Care Don't Care, which is uh, Tuesday, it debuts, not debuts, the show's been going for a long time. The Care Don't Care has been going for a long time. But it plays Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. So I guess it's noon Western uh, uh, Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. We talked about the entire fight card. Not a, a huge shitload of cares, but enough. But a lot of those cares that I picked were probably inadvisable, but they were driven by they were driven by me doing what I've done for a long time. It's picking older cats. And I understand I understand the antipathy between, you know, uh, I mean, and at jiu-jitsu today I was like quoting that line from uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. He said, why is the world rotten as they get the old guy in the underpass? And he's like, well, you know, because of youth having to go at old age. Like, buggers like you. <laughs> and I think largely, much like Nazi Germany, I've said this before, you cannot deny the German people a moral imperative for shit that happened back in 1945. People who are born now in Germany, living lives in Germany. You have teenagers. You have people who are 20 who, I mean, you know, you realize now if somebody's 20, do you understand when they were born? We're in 2019. Do you understand when they were born? These are several generations removed from me. Can't deny it. However, I also support the other side where I'm like, if you're a member of the aggrieved party, you have the right to complain about that shit forever. They don't have to listen. Doesn't make a difference. The, you, them listening and you complaining are not things that are causally connected necessarily. Similarly, similarly, you know, uh, with the, the 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 age thing, I understand young men, you know, get the short end of the stick, and they got man, I can't. The fucking things are changing. Where, where am I going to? You know, your existential crises. There's a congeal around your place in space and whether you have enough cash to actually get the things that, that people want. Sometimes the things that people need, you know, Maslow's pyramid of basic needs, food, shelter, right? Comforts in, I understand that. But I also understand I'm not fucking you part of your problem. When I was his age, I thought guys like me were part of the problem. I used to call them graduate school hangarounds older cats hanging around trying to to, to, to to swoop on on senior women it's like man I'm having a hard enough time here I mean you know if I had had if I had had a, a certain amount of oversight I would have faked it I would have faked it but I absolutely came to Stanford in the midst of a reinvention that's lasted forever. I knew I wanted to live life very differently than I'd done in high school. And I didn't want to, like EPMD said, didn't want to be a customer. Everybody consumes. 
But if you consume and you don't produce, you are what EPMD called a customer. You got to produce. I don't give a shit what it is. In other words, you know, in extant, obvious offering of something to the world around you, sing a fucking song. Those guys on the sidewalk were, were passive. They were going to their death without a peep. It's like when I went, I did the U.S. Open, and that guy is about about to. We were about to walk out in the mat, and as we walk out in the mat, I kind of glance behind me, and he kisses his wife, and and she goes, "Come on, baby, do your best," and that made me so fucking angry. It made me so angry. Her lack of belief in him, you know, his mother need. This is your woman. This is your wife. My wife has seen me lose before, but there's never been a. If those listening on SoundCloud, I did just did the Benny Hill, Jackie Wright forehead tap. Oh, you go out there, my little man, and you do the best you can, my little man. Fuck that. fucking yank that guy to the ground, you know, side control, uh, 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 Kimura, done. 45 seconds, almost broke his arm. And I like the guy. Not helping. All that Rosie Greer shit from the 60s, I, I know it was supposed to create a wider space for emotional expression for males, that's it's all right to cry. Even big guys do it. It's all yeah, 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 yeah. I got that. I got that. But there's a reason the most viewed porn right now in Pornhub and X videos and these other porn aggregators is mother-son porn. Guys hungering after this 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 illusory, all perfect, you know, uh unconditional fucking love as if it doesn't even come from your mother really yes my mother loves me but i could cross lines she's also disowned me twice <laughs> you know first time for two years and second time for about 12 years it's okay we got a great relationship now why because boundaries and borders are are expected and respected I don't tie into that mother need shit. And, you know, I'm sorry if your life is not working out and you're standing on the side. Like when that when Jack Ruby was throwing people out of his club in, in Dallas before the whole Kennedy killing, one of the things that Danny Aiello said is Jack Ruby, when he beat somebody up and threw him out on the sidewalk, was never let me be responsible for your fail. Never try to make me responsible for your failures in life. It's not my fault. So in other words, even though I talk about it in a race context, you got to understand that race was the MacGuffin. Race was the red herring. Race was the Trojan horse. It wasn't about race. It was about all the genetic shit. But more importantly, it was about animal stuff, male to male animal stuff. And the lion in the winter thing, I'm sorry. At the age of 56, I'm identifying with the, I, that's where I'm going tribal. So this fight, the Dillashaw, Sejudo fight, I don't think, People asked me before. I'm coming out of the closet on this now. I don't think Sejudo beat beat uh, uh, um, uh, Mighty Mouse or Demetrius Johnson. I don't think he did. I don't think he did enough to uh, 
to take what uh over over what DJ did to keep. But the bald jungle, I said the bald jungle wanted it that way. You had to know it was going to go that way. Not that Sejudo, yeah, yeah, I know Sejudo. Not that Sejudo is going to do any better vis-a-vis asses in the seats and pay-per-view. However, the interest in in luring uh, a Latino, Central American, South American market is still pretty high. Demetrius's constituency, the one he was complaining about never bringing over, he doesn't think, the Baldwin doesn't think that that any portion of America will find any African-American guy all American. So despite this guy being squeaky clean, he knows that squeaky clean doesn't sell. Show me last time squeaky clean sold. What, Randy Couture? Mr. Married six times? <laughs> squeaky clean? There's no such thing as squeaky clean. You know what, what sells? Not squeaky clean. Get that into your head. They tried to groom Rich Franklin. He's a teacher and a fighter. He's not really a fighter. He's just a fighter who teaches a teacher who fights. Come on. It's about your house was your beach house was built on people punching each other in the face. So, okay, maybe Suhudo can do something better for those featherweights than uh, maybe, maybe not. Or maybe Dillashaw dies. He was 13 pounds away, 13 pounds away, and the guy looked like Casper. It's not cool. Yes, he decided to do it. People decide to do lots of things. People decide to stand on sidewalks in San Francisco and uh, flip shit at guys who are fucking heavily armed and crazy. No, no I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about me. Who's, who would ever believe that I was heavily armed? Just because I've said, if you see me on a solo trip, believe that I'm strapped. Just because I doesn't mean I was, it was hyperbole. Hyperbole. And on a continuing theme, I got one of these uh, ring doorbells that like record shit. And, you know, you can see because the front door is very, my house is the perfect house. As I got about 30 yards between the front door and the gate. And the gate's high enough, you're not climbing over it. It rings this morning. Gosh, goes, who the hell? Somebody's ringing our bell. I go, ah, it's probably Jehovah's Witnesses. Fuck off. She looks and goes, oh. I go, what? It's the cops. Jesus. Fuck. God. Damn it. Now, of course, in my mind, somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm tying this in to what happened last night. So I'm wearing like slippers and I got like not even this bathrobe. I got some some weird jumper, the coveralls. I don't know. I look, I was a, it's a onesie. <laughs> the absolute most fey article of clothing I got. But, you know, you, cops ring your bell. They get a little nervous when it takes some while. I don't want my shit fucked up. So I walk out. I go, yes, can I help you? The guy goes, yeah. I have a few questions for you. I go, about what? He goes, your bell. I go, my bell? Yeah. Is it motion detector? I go, oh, no, it records all the time. 
you know, it has an A1 level paranoia setting, and that's where mine is set at. Motion detection. Yep. But also I can trigger it from my phone just if I feel like looking. He says, well, I don't know if you, it's about your neighbor. And for the first time I noticed the street is full of police cars. And there's all that telltale yellow tape. And I'm like, huh? Hmm. Uh, is she okay? And he just looks at me and goes, I go, is she deceased? He's like, yes. And I'm watching the forensics team pull up and I'm watching the animal control to pulling her dog out of there. I, I, I got out of there before the meat wagon showed up. But then the guy starts disturbingly say, okay, can you send us the videos? Can you send us the videos? You know, so yeah, send the videos and we're looking and you know, you can see cars in the background. She had some tree trimmers here yesterday, tree trimmers. I said, well, I'm not a detective, but if I was, I'd say, look at the tree trimmers. You know, typically it happened. Maybe they got to a fight over the fee. Who knows? I, he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, could you uh, give me your name and number if I have any other questions? I say, sure. Eugene, here's a number. I write it down on his little pad. He goes, and your last name? Now I'm starting to get uncomfortable. I want to say Henry. Henry Crinkle. But I give him the last name and he goes, um, could you also put your uh, weight and date of birth there? Now I'm fucking uncomfortable. I go, I'm sorry. What do you need? He goes, ah, I just know my sergeant's going to ask for it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't trust you guys, man. I don't trust. But at this time, like I'm in front of the house that I live in, which means public record. They don't even need I don't have to speak to them at all. It would take them half an hour. Public record, look up who owns it. My name, cross-reference it with the DMV, my height, my weight, my eye color, my hair color. So I just fucking write it all for the guy. And he goes, and uh, what time did you get back last night? So I told him. And I said, and before that, I was on a stage in front of 600 people. So that's my alibi. He goes, okay, well, we'll let you know if something gets a, gets a hold of you. So there's a weird hostile vibe in the air, clearly. But I digress. The point is the Cejudo-Dillashaw fight you know, Rene Girard, the French philosopher, talks about sacrificial crises, that sometimes it has to be a periodic bloodletting to let... I, it, we are overdue in the UFC for this. Uh, John Nash and some of the other people I talked to said, man, somebody's going to die with these weight cuts. They're going to die with these weight cuts. They're going to die with these weight cuts. It happened in bodybuilding. Mohammed Beneziza, Momo using fucking Lasix to, to take every last drop of fluid out of his body for Mr. Olympia, died in his hotel room, didn't stop bodybuilding. Football players die all the time. CTE hasn't stopped football. A couple of fighters died in the early days. Doug Dedge in a UFC, not in a UFC, an MMA event in the Ukraine, last minute alternate. He just happened to be there, like carrying some guy's bucket. He goes, fuck it, I'll jump in. 
brain dead, dead. You got to understand if you haven't already that this sport is about something very specific. Something that you are all very familiar with. Like DJ, not Rupture, Shadow said, it's the money. So yeah, there are a lot of older cats on the card uh, that uh, I'm pulling for, including Cerrone, who might lose against Alex Hernandez. I don't care. Got to pick the older cats. Because like I said, you get with the analogy between the Nazis and the aggrieved parties, you know, these things, I, I understand you want a larger piece of the pie, but you got to understand the line in the winter thing. The older guys are not coming to the fight, so this is just a fight. We're talking about longevity. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about mortality and finiteness. So a million times out of a million times, I'm walking down that street and a guy says, look at this guy. And offer some sort of race opinion on, on how I should live my life. I'm flipping out the same fucking way. Moreover, the shit was disrespectful to my fucking wife. Now, I don't get caught up in the sy symbolic stuff of, so you got to respect me, your pr pride and honor, but I'm a loyal guy. Don't get confused about that. <laughs> they did a piece on me. If you look it up online, it's like uh, Eugene S. Robinson chokes, chokes rowdy concert goers. Uh, written by this woman, woman Mary Spacuza, and she interviewed a lot of people about me. Um, you know, just gave them numbers, and she could go ahead. Yeah, you know, one of the most noteworthy things about Eugene said some guy. I was completely surprised. He goes, "Loyalty." You know, so your commentary about ulterior motive and the appropriateness of of, of my pair bonding—that shit was going to get that. Uh, thousand times out of a thousand to get exactly the same response exactly the same fucking response so i'm sorry i'm sorry if this is not the way a grown adult 56 year old man should be acting but the reality of it is like frank sinatra and sid vicious said gotta do it my way Preaching and teaching, sharing and caring. Damn straight. Anybody fuck with you. You know? Because in that situation, dudes, had he been alone, he wouldn't have said anything. And the black cats were there, shut the fuck up. Why? Because they weren't getting what he was doing and or and or why. But when it came down to, am I going to get hurt for this fool? So what the fuck you talking to that guy for? Unless you're going to ask him to buy a pamphlet, commentary, keep that shit to yourself. Brother man will murder us. Starting with you. Get caught up in your shit. Don't like it. Shave and go get a, a fucking job in a suit. Get a date. So, of course, tomorrow, with a launch of Ozzy Confidential, 
I'll put on my suit, I'll comb my hair, I'll take a shower, I'll shave, and I'll go into work and I'll do my best version of acting like a normal guy. But, but, but you gotta understand, you gotta understand that make the good, let the good make right this evil wrong. I'm a crusader for truth and justice. Why will no one understand this? In any case, Ozzy Confidential, Ozzy.com slash confidential, subscribe now. Cause if I don't lose a job, nobody's giving a 56 year old dude a job. So I gotta come live with use. That's it. I've already plotted this out actually. You know, if I were suddenly and aggressively unemployed and had no money, I would just book myself on a permanent tour and stay with people and houses that aren't mine. No, Akasha will be there as well with me, but you know, until she gets tired of living like a gypsy and dumps me. But it's just easier for you to subscribe. Steph said, oh, I wouldn't mind. My husband's a big fan. He'd love to have you living in our front room. <laughs> yeah, don't count on that. <laughs> yeah, you know what people say about anarchy? Fun in the streets. Not so much fun in your living room. So anyway, this is V48 uh, of the Eugene S. Robson Show Stomper. What I'm about to do is log off this show, and I'm going to post this show. and the jujitsu breakdown where we analyze the uh, Dylan Dennis Jake Shields fight. It's become a tw it was a real fight. It's become a Twitter fight on its way back to being a real fight, and we break it down on the jujitsu breakdown. The only way you will know this is this is if you subscribe to the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper channel on YouTube. Alexi keeps saying it. I don't know how he does it. There's a little dingy dongy button in the top to subscribe. I don't know. You figure it out. You figure it out. The JJB will be up uh, within within the hour from now. If you've listened this long, you should know. Uh, but in any case, tomorrow, Monday, January 14th, is the fucking is uh, is the uh, uh, debut of Aussie Confidential. So you should tune in or, or subscribe. I guess if you subscribe, you can listen to it anywhere. And the first one with Max Moore is fucking heart-rending. It's great stuff to listen to. You should listen to it. Anyway, we're done. We'll see you soon. Until then, you know what I got to say? Look what you made me do! Oh, 